Hey, this is Zane Lamprey with The Zane Lamprey Show. My guest today is M. Schultz, who is the host of And That's Why We Drink, which is a podcast, a popular podcast, about ghost encounters and the supernatural. M is, M is awesome. Listen to this interview. M is, is just awesome. And doing this interview was absolutely a pleasure. We talk about ghosts. We talk about the space-time continuum. And I drop a, a bombshell piece of trivia about Back to the Future that will probably blow your minds as well. Maybe. We'll see. Um, I am currently on tour. I had my first performances last weekend uh, in Los Angeles, and they were, man, they were amazing. They were amazing. I This is my first time performing in front of a large group. I, I've been having people over to the, if you, if you listen to the podcast, you'd know that I've been having people over to my house to sit outside at my fire pit in groups of like four to eight and I would run through my material. But but this past weekend was my first chance to get on stage in front of hundreds of people and present this stand-up, this hour of stand-up that I've been working on for the past two years, and arguably for the last decade and more. Um, and it was, it's just been going, it's been going amazing. There's, there's more laughs than I expected, and I mean, I was pretty sure this stuff was funny, but getting to perform it is just I mean it's amazing and and I'm you know I mean three shows down and like I don't know 87 to go or something like that so um, if you still need tickets go to zanelamprey.com there are several shows that are sold out I hope that you don't live in one of those areas if you can make it to the show you will have amazing beer and you will have an amazing time this is my interview with M. Schultz one two one two three four I I don't believe in ghosts, but but that doesn't mean that I don't get scared. Sure. What's wrong with me? Let's just let's <laughs> let's jump into that. Let's try to figure out. Do you find that that's a common thing? I think it, I think it just depends on uh, if people are more scientifically inclined or if, yeah. if they're more based in logic versus emotions. Yeah. I know I'm definitely based in emotions and I like to think that I'm more open to an experience or if something happens, you know, I'm, I'm. So you're saying you're more emotional than, than scientific? Yeah, I'm definitely, I'm not logic driven, which <laughs> may, which makes a lot of sense for why I believe yeah. in ghosts and all that. I don't believe in the logic. If you, if you can make sense to me, I will dismiss it immediately. I, you know what, when, in terms of uh, the unknown, I won't, I'll listen to logic. I'll also listen to my emotions, so I won't let one, you know. Fall okay. for the other. So okay. if it's, you know, if there was hard hitting evidence that ghosts don't exist, you know, I'll read it, but I'm also going to keep myself open. Yeah. So you're on the bubble. And I'm if on you the ha- bubble. If you had to go away a, a direction, you'd fall off the emotional side of the bubble. I would. And it's because I've had personal experiences. Okay. I, I think is... if, if I didn't have personal experiences, then I would be much more skeptical. Okay. And so I think because I've had... I've seen weird things. I've experienced weird things. Okay. Let's, can we, like, okay, then we need to now dive into sure. psychoanalyzing you. What's wrong with me? What's wrong? Yes, yes. Yeah. So, so, uh, what is that? Can you do me one favor? Can you just close that door? Yeah, Although Pumpkin is going to come and scratch on it and about, and you're okay with cats? Oh, I'm cool with cats. You know, there's yeah. 11 in this house. You did say that, and I, did I didn't you. thought maybe I was you. joking. I was like, that's that's a weird joke. I don't understand. Yeah, yes, but yes. I'll probably get it, it when I'm driving home. Why 11? What are their why names? 11? Okay. Wow, that's interesting. We could also really dive into what's wrong with you. Yeah. With 11 <laughs> We're going back and forth here. Uh, okay, I'm going to do it. We got uh, Pumpkin. 
uh, Willie, uh, Maisie, Pippin, um, Chester, Biddy, Quincy, Cody. Um, and this is where it gets sad of who did I forget? The, the Lost Boys. Scooter. Okay. Um, and then Ziggy. There's another one. Yeah. Yeah, so it was 11. I think that was like, <laughs> that might have been 13. Um, yeah, well, we have a cat, cat rescue and we're also very weak-willed. I see. So I see. once we name the cat. It's too late. It's We're pretty screwed. Do you have a favorite and do they know that they're your favorite? Uh, I have a favorite and he doesn't know it, but, but, but I do. And then Mel has a favorite but, and they have an understanding. I see. So, so Scooter is my favorite um, because he's a fucking troublemaker. And if you ever hear something like break. Yeah, you just in know. In the room, it's Scooter. <laughs> and it's Scooter. And then every morning, I'm going to show you this picture. This is, Mel makes me take these photos. She goes, when you wake up in the morning, take this picture because I want to see it when I wake up. That's, it's a little pathetic. But the photo is, um, is this. So this is how Pumpkin sleeps on her face. Oh, oh wow. They really are... Yeah, that's completely it. Completely that's it. the same cloth. There. Yeah, so so they're crazy. So now now it's a podcast about our our cat obsession. <laughs> uh, so yeah. So what did you see? So I've well I've seen a lot of things, but it's it started back when I was a kid. When I was uh, mm. seven, my grandfather had passed a week before, and in this world ghosts are real so i'm just gonna yeah. talk like i'm you know maybe think i'm a crazy i'm person, not gonna whatever. say that. i'm not I, i'm i'm not gonna say that they're not and and, and by the way i started up with with a like definitive statement that i'm now going to retract oh great well that, that's we've been seesawing everywhere this is so i don't whatever. know if this is going the way we expected but yeah i uh i well my grandfather passed a week before and i guess he was making the rounds and saying goodbye to everybody in different ways mm-hmm. um I was the, quote, lucky one in that I saw him and nobody else did. Other people got photos with him in it. It was, like, clearly him in the picture. Um, My mom saw him in her dreams for the entire week, and they Mm -hmm. were apparently having, like, final catch-up conversations. that's chilling. Um, Her sister walked into a a room, and there was, like, a note on the mirror from him where, like, he hadn't been in that house in a year. So everyone had a weird experience. Like a written note. Like Like, in the... On the glass? Yeah. Okay. On the glass. Um, and I think maybe because I was the youngest and the most impressionable or I, you know, I was probably more willing. I say I had the most imagination, so maybe it wasn't as hard for him to come through to me, but I was able to see him. I mean, they do say that, right? Like, you, you'd know more about this than me, but they, I believe that they say that, like, kids can see ghosts until a certain age when basically reason yeah. takes over it's it's I, I i would like to believe it it makes sense to me in a in a pretty senseless concept it makes sure. the most sense that you know eventually you're told enough times oh that's not real this is real right. and eventually you kind of grow out of it there's but an episode of, of star trek about that is there yeah it was with Jean-Luc Picard. I won't go into it. But That's okay. I, although I could. I'm also, I'm not Star Trek nerdy, but I am nerdy. So I appreciate fandoms. I'm, I am. Th- that is a, a glimpse into my, I'm Star Trek nerdy. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't talk about it a lot. I'm Marvel and Back to the Future. Oh, how do you, I, I get Marvel, but how do you, how do you get nerdy about Back to the Future when there's just three? I, it, I don't know. Found a way. I, I'm just a. I've always been a big time travel fan. Um, I saw those movies when I was probably six or seven, mm-hmm. and they've been my favorite ever since. And yeah. I like the the domino effect or the butterfly effect, whatever you call it, yeah. of you know right. messing with a space time continuum. Mm-hmm. And 
it's there is actually shockingly a huge fandom for it and i i own way too many like prop replicas and i've been to conventions and they had a they had a back to the future convention in 2015 which was the year marty mcfly was supposed to be back right and they universal studios redid the lot as if it was the courthouse and at the exact minute that marty mcfly was supposed to come into 2015 a delorean drove through and it it was very awesome yeah how many people were there Many hundreds, hundreds I've probably been, thousands. I've been to a Star Trek convention. Have you? How was it? Um, it was amazing. It was before, is before I even moved out to LA to pursue my like acting sure. dreams. So I, I I saw it as a you know just a I'm like a person like I'm a person now, but you know what I mean like before I was in the industry. Sure. Um, and it was pretty. I was it's cool. Why not have those things? And by the way, and why not believe in ghosts? Like. Life's too short. You're going to go through just being a cynic, you know? Like, it, let, let it, that happen when we're old. It is fun to think that there's more after death because it's just, for me, like, I I have uh, friends who are atheists and like, oh, when you're dead, you're dead. And I'm like, that sounds really boring. Like, and you know what? They don't believe that. And you know what? By the it, time you find out it's real, you're dead anyway. Like, before you yeah, find out which belief is true. Yeah, you might as well enjoy the journey. Let's not, let's not like, get, like, too way, you know, like, way too into it. I think I might be able to blow your mind real quick. Um, <gasps> let's do it. Do you know... Um, the name of the girl who played, um, was it Jennifer? Marty McFly's girlfriend yeah. in the first yeah. one. In the first one. Yeah. Uh, I'm Her- not going to know it now. Because okay, well, this, this, this is good because I think that this means you won't know what I'm going to tell you. Okay. So her last name is Wells. Yes. Okay. Yeah. And and she left the movie. Because her mom died. Her, yeah. Her mom was sick and she was taking care of her, I guess. Yeah. Or she died. And so she was replaced by Elizabeth Shue. Right. And it really, you know, butterfly effect. It really changed her trajectory, Elizabeth Shue's trajectory, and like, you know, everything. And so she went and opened up a, I, I believe it's secondhand clothing store. Oh, wow. Called Armani Wells. And it is three blocks from here. Get out. Yeah. And I'll tell you exactly where it is. And so I you can see, will so you can, absolutely You'll be going go there on the way out. Um, and she has like pictures of her on it and some pictures of the DeLorean. And I was always like, what is this store? It's a very small store. Um, but it's definitely like a stop for back to the future. Oh my gosh. I'm absolutely going after this. That is a gift. And that is a gift for your birthday, which you just celebrated. Thank you. Which is so, I'm actually for my birthday too, is tomorrow I'm going to do a little, I'm going to play Hollywood tourist and go all to all the filming locations and oh, take that's, pictures. Oh my God, so. that's fun. Well, how long have you lived in LA? Six years. Okay. So. That is an that is an awesome thing to do. Even for me, who've lived here since you were four. Um, <laughs> to, you know, let's put, a, let's put a number on it. Um, I, 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 I love doing that stuff. Like, you know, like we're supposed to like be too uh numb to it or too cool. Curmudgeon-y. To like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like like when there's, a, when there's a movie like shooting in my neighborhood... You know, you really want to walk by and be like, what are you guys shooting? But you're not supposed to. You're right. supposed to be like, you're like this fucking keep guy. it down. Yeah. <laughs> Turn your lights off. You guys are bothering me. No, I when I first moved out here, I gave myself permission for the first six months to just do all the touristy stuff possible without feeling bad. And now I play the game where I'm like, oh, I don't I don't want to go to a studio lot tour. And yeah. Secretly, boo. I'm hoping I get dragged there. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Oh, if you're coming from out of town, fine. I'll take you. I, you know, I was, um. Uh, and we're gonna get we're gonna circle back, but my wife and I do hikes, and we have I, I don't know why we weren't, we weren't really hiking during the pandemic. We were doing a little bit, 
Um, but recently we've just been doing, I think because we're just getting together, together with friends and we're like, what do you want to do? And rather than like, oh, we can go get drunk or let's take a hike. But we found, I think this might be a gift. And I'm so interested to see what you're going to give me for my birthday. Oh, But right, yeah. I think this might be it's another actually, one. actually um, the whole cast of Star Trek. So. <laughs> Is it outside my house? They're, they're hanging out in the fire pit. That is so. amazing. Which one? Which Star Trek? I don't have an answer for you because <laughs> I don't know. You're like, I'm gone as far as I can go. You're weirding me out, you old nerd. The one with William Shatner? Yeah. I don't know. Nope, that's not the one. Okay. Uh, I don't think many of them are around. So that would be actually impressive. That would be your whole ghost thing. It's the, yeah. Actually, oh I've God. conjured them for you. That is, that is amazing. Um, so we've been doing a bunch of hikes and one hike that we did, and now I don't know if this is haunted, but I bet you, I bet you it is. It's a place called, uh, Bighorn Mine. I don't and, know and I hadn't heard of it either. And it's, um, in Wrightwood, which is about an hour, maybe hour, 20 minute drive. And it's, and it's, it's only an hour minute, 20 drive because you've got to kind of go around the mountain to come up the backside to get to it. Okay. But it's kind of on these mountains you can see out here. And what part of town do you live in? I'm in Burbank. Burbank, so okay. I'm right so, by the Verdugo Mountains. Yeah, perfect. So you kind of under, yeah, like back back there. And so, um, uh, it's a hike called the the Bighorn Mine, Bighorn Mine hike, whatever. And you hike in two miles, and then you get to this, and I'll show you a picture of it, um, of this dilapidated mine like okay. building on the side of a of a hill that much of it has slid down. Sounds pretty haunted. You, that's, that's all I'm saying. <laughs> it sounds pretty Something haunted. not good happened there. And then there, you could, there's actually two openings to the mine that have been, um, barred off with like, I'm doing this with my fingers, not very visual, right? Like, like I would say it's about the size of like, um, uh, these bars, like two inch wide, you know, quarter inch thick steel bars welded, so you can't go through. And then a big iron or steel door locked on top of it. And someone has, and I, this might be the reason of why I know about it now and didn't know about it before, is that someone has opened the door. Mm-hmm. What? And, yeah, and taken um, like a, like maybe like a settling torch or something. Yeah. And cut the, those bars that I mentioned. So Whoa. you can, you can get in. And so I, Mel, like kind of, Hey, we're gonna go to this hike, and so it was just Mel and I, and we hiked up there. And and, and one of uh, one of the one of the dogs we were fostering, not Bodie, he can't hike like thirteen feet. And so we get up there. <laughs> I'm with Bodie, by the way. I'm at yeah, the car. yeah. Like I'm... I'll, I'll wait for you guys. <laughs> yeah, T- take good pictures. I'm downstairs. <laughs> downstairs, down yeah, downstairs. Yeah. Uh, where are you at the barn? Uh, and so we hike up. It's a two mile hike, not very difficult. And then we get to the mine, and like I'm like, you can go inside, and I went inside. Yeah. And it's like long, and I went in maybe maybe a hundred feet. And I was like, Oh yeah, this is good. And I left. Then I went back up with some buddies Yeah. and they got as far as there was like water where you kind of needed boots to go f- further. And that was maybe like, oh, I don't like a quarter mile. Well, for your birthday, I'm getting you boots now. You, so you can... No, now I have boots, okay. but we'll, okay. we're going to find something. Okay. Are they, oh wait, are they Star Trek boots? <laughs> uh, are they gravity they, boots? I sure. Can you get me a hoverboard? Yeah, I can get you a okay. hoverboard. Okay, done, done. You said that like I believe you. This might actually happen. Okay, this is exciting. <laughs> let's see how. Let's see how good this gift is. So anyway, so then I um, uh, went back a third time, uh-huh. like maybe a week or two ago, with boots and a friend, and we got maybe half a mile, three quarters of a mile in, yeah. like far. And and you take rights and lefts, and you go around, yeah. and there's places where it's collapsed, and there's places where everybody slept. It was built in 1890. Wow. And there's maybe um, 
I think they've charted it out. I've seen it on, online. I think they've maybe gotten like th- three miles. Wow. So, a scary, th- and I, here's an idea for a thing to do. Yeah. Is go in there, just you. Oh, okay. Okay. Done. No yeah. friends. Uh, <laughs> go in about like a mile. Uh-huh. And then just sleep overnight there. Okay. That's really not that bad of an idea. It's not a bad idea, but it's a bad idea. I mean, it's a bad idea. Yeah. But it's a, it's an idea I wouldn't say no to. That'd be really? cool. Yeah. See, okay. Remember when I started the podcast off by saying, I don't believe in ghosts? All of a sudden, you're terrified. I would be terrified to do that. I'd be terrified. I would, I would be more terrified of like, you know, someone else breaking in or, or someone else coming in and all of a sudden I'm like a mile inside a cave you, you, with a stranger. But you could have your friends sleeping at the opening. You know what I mean? Oh, then I would do it. No problem. But but you're a mile in. Uh-huh. And when's the last time you experienced like pure silence? Well, the last time I walked a mile, first of all, is longer <laughs> than that. Um, the the last time I experienced real silence, um, I went camping a lot during... Uh, um, but this is different because this is... It was is, desert camping. No, I didn't hear anything. Mm, that's pretty... That, that, that is close. But this is like no planes no no highway noise which you might not have gotten but this is no wind this is no bugs this is no nothing. noise for you to no noise pretend. except for your heartbeat and your breath it's pretty it's pretty hard to mimic even in like yeah. a sound booth it's pretty hard to mimic that yeah exactly and so and, and then just knowing that your friends are a mile away and so you're in there yeah if you hear anything you know it's not you <laughs> and you know it's not your friends so i don't know for me I think that'd be a pretty terrifying thing. So there's, it's, I, I, it's, it, and also, there has to have been what over a, mm-hmm. you know, a hundred years, two hundred years. Yes, it had, it had to have been a death in there. A death. If not, there. If you're a murderer listening to this right now, now you know exactly where. Oh to go. Jesus! Well, we're, we won't give them the date you're going to go, <laughs> but it's probably August 14th. I'm just going to say it. <laughs> I'm just going to say it. So, so yes, I can't imagine with cave-ins and dynamite and let's be honest 1890s working conditions that there wasn't something there was at least an accidental death yes exactly had to have been yeah yeah think of the speakeasy opportunity though so i uh i'm past this age but i was thinking about um what an amazing thing it would be to do like a like Halloween. A, a rave a rave, but not but not too loud because you you do really do not want a lot of sounds because that goes gonna, from complete silence to real fucking. Loud. Well, no, just like that could be what upsets the mind and sh- and rattles uh-huh. it. You don't know what in in there is literally teetering, right? You know Which what I mean? pebble is just willing to fall? That's it. Yeah. So a little bit, of, a few sound waves, and it goes down. But like, imagine like like this the lighting you could do and just like even if it's the eerie music maybe you're going in there to do mushrooms maybe it's not like a rave maybe it's like a silent thing <laughs> your own rave your, your own rave a rave <laughs> they a rave. do have silent raves now where it's yeah. all bluetooth i mean you look silly if you're not if you're not listening to the music in your own yeah. headphones but that would be a way to but then everyone's shouting at each other hey <laughs> so you would do it i would do it yeah there is because because there's a cave that is like, like you're just gonna start throwing me into caves now <laughs> listen <laughs> Listen, I, I have I have a I have an idea of where I'd like this to go. Right, right. I right. want you to end up in a cave. That's I've always the second had, episode of this podcast yes, is going to be held in a cave. Yes, exactly. It'll sound just like this. Yeah, but a little bit more of an echo. Uh, you'll be in there. I, not me. I will be like remote. Right, right. It'll um, be through like Dixie cups. That yeah, we're yeah. Of course. As long as we get straight Dixie, yeah, we'll be fine. Because <laughs> um, I don't think you can have a string that bends. But we'll find out. It's a nice uh, experiment. We'll find out. Um, because there was a cave that was like definitively haunted. 
as definitive as you can get. Sure. And um, they were having people walk in a mile and sleep there, and people couldn't do it. Really? They were just getting... Whether it's they... Because if you know that it's haunted, right? Mm -hmm. Or you're told that it's haunted. Then you are just sort of like... You're setting yourself up for it. And if it's quiet and you know that your friends are a mile away, yeah, then your imagination starts going. I have, I mean, I've never experienced this, but I've, I've seen like the ghost TV shows where they investigated caves and like rocks got thrown at them from the dark abyss. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that sounds pretty terrifying. I also know there's like in Portland, I think it's the, it's either, oh, I'm going to mess it up. It's either Portland or Seattle, but the Shanghai tunnels, um, oh, they yeah. are, uh, I think it's called, it's in Minnesota or Minneapolis, but Wabasha, Wabasha Caves. Mm, I don't know. They're, they're also very, very haunted caves, but those are usually things you actually see, like shadow people walking around and you can hear screams and crying. And, okay. But at least no one's throwing bricks scared. at you. At least it's light out right now. <laughs> so so you, you saw your grandfather? I did. I saw him. And what, what was that experience? It was shockingly peaceful because... So I, I was sleeping, and I remember waking up, and I f- just woke up to this feeling. It was there was no way I could have, maybe I don't know. There was no way that I remember hearing anything, but I just woke up knowing there was someone at my door, and my door had been opened, and um, I saw a black shadow leaning against the doorway, which should have been terrifying. Mm-hmm. Um, but there was just this like overwhelming peaceful feeling. I like to think they can also manipulate the environment. To, sure, if they don't want you to be scared. Yeah. And you're not. But then that lets you know if you ever do feel scared for no reason, maybe they want you to. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. Uh, but I I remember seeing him and just kind of feeling really comfortable with it and closing my eyes. And then uh must have been a couple minutes later, I woke up and I felt someone sit on my bed. And I woke up and he was sitting on my bed, kind of leaning on one leg and um, just looking at me. And it was absolutely his face. He was smiling. I think it was just like a sense of kind of pride, like mm-hmm. grandfatherly pride. Mm-hmm. Um and I maybe he didn't want me to totally wake up so that we could have that experience together. Mm-hmm. Because if I woke up and I was like, "Whoa, what are you doing here?" Then he might have had to, I don't know, disappear or something. Yeah, yeah. But uh, but like I like you could have grabbed him, right? Like yeah. I could have been like, "Hey, Grandpa," and then hugged the yeah. air and fall over. I don't right. know. <laughs> but uh, I I think he kind of kept me sleepy and in that weird dream space on purpose so we could have that moment. And I fell asleep, and the next morning I woke up and. I remember my mom told me that I was um, acting really weird the whole next day. And I was saying, I was seven. I was apparently saying phrases and words that like I'd never heard of before. Mm. Um, and that was the day I told her I wanted to grow up and be a ghost hunter. Oh. So that was like my big dream as a kid. I wanted to be a ghost hunter one day. And, um, and has that deviated? No, I actually became a ghost hunter in college. But I mean like that, and, and, and you're still into that now and i'm still in it yeah, yeah. so it, it was a nice pivotal moment i wasn't aware about the time but it's nice to know that this all came from my first real experience yeah. yeah and it was a really wonderful experience i mean if that was what being haunted by a ghost is like i would want that all the time well i mean that's kind of what i say to like if my wife gets scared or something like that like if an intruder is one thing right sure but but a ghost is like i mean i mean have you heard? You probably have, but like of a of a of a ghost like harming somebody, except oh, for yeah. like in the movies. Yeah, oh, you have. Yeah. Oh, 
right. Although to be fair, they were experiences where I definitely felt I was in a room and I felt a lot of like dread and like something didn't want me there. So I think if you read the room, I was not reading the room, but if you read the room, you're like, okay, I get it. You don't want me here and leave. Fingers crossed not much happens to you. Wait, this isn't another experience? Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. I've been scratched before. Um, Okay, please tell that one. (laughs) uh, I was, I worked in Yorktown, Virginia. Uh, That's already scary. (laughs) I don't know why. The Colonial Triangle. Yeah. I I definitely, like, so that was where I started my ghost hunting. It was in college. I I did ghost tours, and then from there I branched off and was with, like, volunteer groups and also... uh, investigated with them so i ended up being in a room it was really dark it was pitch black you couldn't see anything i knew i was in the entire house alone and i uh what kind of house it was an old uh it was like a colonial it was from like the 1700s this oh, house okay got it and it was known to be we've already had experiences there before um did you have like equipment yeah, we had equipment. Okay. Uh, we had minimal equipment. We had like kind of like starter equipment at the time, and now I have a whole kit. So yeah. Um, but back then we had some equipment that let me know like, oh, if the light goes up, and that means maybe something's nearby. Or yeah. Um, but I remember being in this room, it feeling really uncomfortable, feeling like I needed to leave, and I just felt something kind of like just hit me. It yeah. didn't hurt right away. I just felt something kind of hit me, and then it started burning. And I looked later, and there had been three like long scratches on my hand. Which usually, as far as I know, in the paranormal community is like a demonic situation. Yeah. So, oh, so it's happened. But interesting. My hand healed. It's fine. I did a <laughs> um, I did an episode of this show that I was producing, um, where we, um, we, we just featured three different like ghost things. Yeah. To try to just kind of like evaluate it, and one was going into the, well I'll tell you that. so one was going into this like in South Carolina uh, an abandoned prison sure which that's great was it the old county jail that's they do a tour there the, yeah yeah I think it was wherever they was old, they did the Charleston jail or something something or? like that yeah, yeah yeah and we went like downstairs mm-hmm. and 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 we had a guy that we were like have him just sit there and we had all like infrared so we could see him but he couldn't see us and we were trying to scare him, but he was like drinking. <laughs> and he got to a point where he was just so drunk that he's like, didn't even care if there was noises. So, okay. Sure. So, that, so that one didn't really work. <laughs> and then we went to like a haunted hotel and it was creepy. The hair standing up at the back of your, your neck, but that was just like, but nothing happened. And then we went to this house and it was like, maybe you'd think that this house was like built in like, the 1700s. Okay. But it, um, then when you walk in, you're like, oh, wait, this is a new house. It's just made in an old style. And, uh, okay. and then the woman was like, it's, you know, talking about how it's haunted. And you're like, okay, well, like, how old is it? She's like, well, it's from, you know, 2012 or something. Isn't and, it funny? It's like you never think of a ghost that like would like be from five no, years ago. No, like, yeah. You mean Kevin? Yeah. But, but the thing is, it's like she was... Then the more you talk about it, you kind of realize that she like wants it to be haunted, but it's not really haunted. I see. And she's like, they even took like a skeleton that wasn't even a real skeleton. It was like a... Like a Halloween like, prop. It was like a, like, yeah, like, a, like a prop skeleton and then buried it in the foundation. Okay. And you're just like, what do you... And then when, when, when you... Like, 
we didn't get that in our in our research. Sure. So when we get there, you're just kind of like, oh my god, like nothing's gonna happen. Yeah, you know what it's I mean? like this was all just a, a story, just fabricated. It, it's it's fabricated because of, like, she was just bored. Right. You know, like you just go find something old and live in that. At least if something's haunted, you don't need to bury a skeleton to creep people out. Not a plastic Not one. Not a plastic one. It's pretty much <laughs> With a rule. A, a 99 cent tag on it or something. <laughs> yes, exactly. When they dig it up in 100 years, they'll have the tag on it. They're like, what is yeah. this? But but I had something called sleep paralysis. Oof. Have you had that? Yeah. Terrible. So, so I was like, it was, um, I had just flown back from here to my mom's house in Syracuse. And I'd woken up, you know, at eight when everyone woke up. But that was five o'clock here. So sure. I was kind of tired through the day. And so I took a nap. At like five, this is during the summer, so still light out. At five, I took a nap, and then I woke up from my nap. Yeah. But my body had not woken up yet. Sure. So I could not move. I could hear them in the kitchen. I could see the whole room. Couldn't move my head. Couldn't move my body. I tried to like scream and like, and the more I struggled, the more I felt myself being pushed into the mattress. Mm-hmm. Like physically, I could felt feel myself getting heavier. And it was the craziest thing. And I started to like panic. Yeah. And then I just told myself, relax, take a breath. And this is only a few years ago. I took a breath and, and it just eventually like came back like after maybe what seems like a minute was probably five seconds. Right, you know right, what right. I mean? But I think the whole thing, again, in my mind, it was a few minutes, but it might have been a few seconds. But it in that moment, it felt like someone was sitting on me. So, yeah. of course, I just go and start doing research about it and go down and tell my mom and my sister who were in the kitchen. They were just like, okay, weirdo. Because <laughs> like they're like down here like, no, it wasn't a ghost or whatever. But, um, and, but anyway, so, and you've had that happen to you? I have. Yeah. It, it's the exact same sensation of feeling like someone's like sitting on your chest yeah. and, and holding you down. And it's even your own head can't move but i yeah. felt like my eyes could move i don't or, yeah i, I, was I don't know say if that. that's true or i not. don't remember i, don't, I yeah i can't tell if i was if yeah. i was like maybe like half in a dream state and i was dreaming looking yeah. around but yeah. there have been times where i've that feeling of wanting to scream or trying to get you know call for help and you just can't do it is the most alarming feeling in the world mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. panic stricken but um the worst part is when you're also if you have sleep paralysis a lot some people also claim that they see like shadow figures or demons walking around and there uh, and that could that very well could just be you were dreaming and right. you know had you're already panicked and so your dream turns into a nightmare and you're you know visualizing all these horrible but, images it, but, but but it could be real it could be you trying to rationalize things mm-hmm. so that you know like yeah. it could be this could be that but i mean all of it's kind of crazy but like i think yeah sleep paralysis was like basically you wake up but your body's not awake and the the sort of the connection between the two the mind is just and like, body isn't there yeah it, it just takes it just takes a beat to, to like connect <laughs> but again for me it was it was it was a, a lifetime you know my father um passed away in like 1991 but when we were in our house we he was convinced that we had a ghost Really? Yeah, and um, it was future him. Apparently, it was future him. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> you son of a. And so he was priming you. He, for he was. He was like, "Hey, just this is what's gonna happen. It's gonna be some crazy shit. Trust, just trust me." And so he, um, uh, he heard like this really loud howl in the middle of the night, huh. and then the dog, scared, would come and run into his room and like lay next to the bed, shaking. Wow! And it's like, wow, something scared him. And so I 
think maybe I heard it once because it maybe happened like three times. And could it have just been coyotes in LA? <laughs> no, no, because it was Syracuse. Oh, okay. And it Got was it. And, it, and it was some. It was definitely upstairs with us. It was very loud. It was like like that. And it was just like what the. F-? And we were all sleeping. Wow. And, it's, and it was enough to scare the dog. And so, um, you know, we were all trying to figure it out. And like, my dad was like, it's a ghost, big deal. I'm like, oh, well, I mean, you know, whatever. So then one time I saw it. Okay. Oh. Because, because I think I'd gotten up to go to the bathroom or something like that. And I and there's a dog laying there. And all of a sudden the dog goes, ah! and then woke, woke itself he up. He woke himself up with his own weird With a howl, howling. yeah, with a weird thing in his dream. And then ran in my parents' room. Like, oh my looking gosh. Because like, what was that? I'm like, you're literally, you're an idiot. I've seen dogs like scare themselves awake with like farting. Like they've like. <laughs> oh my God. They, my, they'll okay, my dog themselves okay, out. It's right now. It's Tuesday. My dog did that on Sunday. <laughs> But but here's but here's the thing. Sorry. And and by the way, in, in our sort of pre-interview, I did mention that there might be fart talk. Right. Um <laughs> because so like but his wasn't like like you know whatever, yeah. like maybe a small dog. His was like 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 a 200 pound dog. Like like the 200 pound person. <laughs> right. Like just that who who like didn't want to force that cuz they were kind of proud of it. <laughs> you heard that one? Like that's literally what his are like. And and then it pollutes the room. Of course. Anyway, but he wakes himself up like, and then looks at me like I did it, and like. <laughs> well, I've even seen videos of dogs. You know how when they like they run in their dreams, or they run oh, in yeah. their sleep. There have been dogs that got so amped while they were in the middle of their dream running that they actually started. They lifted themselves up and ran into a wall and woke up that way. It's <laughs> amazing. So I mean, like, it, I guess it, I totally believe this howl thing. Then. That that would absolutely happen with with our dog because he does it every day, except for just his size. It takes him like. <laughs> It's like, let's go for a walk. And it takes him like, oh, okay. You know, he's like an old man getting out of his, out of his easy chair. Oh, a little help. That's give me my, some help. That's my girlfriend when she asks me to go for a walk with her every night. And I'm like, just give me 20 just, minutes and I'll get off this couch. Give me like, yeah. Or when my wife says it, I'm just like, all right, can you get me like, can you give me like a caffeine drink? There's a lot of times. I, I got to work my way into it. Can you grab my arms and just hoist me? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Once, once you're up and walking, yeah. you're good. But it's that point. It's like laying in bed when you get up. Now, when you wake up, do you wake up and just get up? No. Or do you have your phone next to you? I have my phone next to and me. And how how much time of phone stuff do you do? <sighs> Too much. That's a risky question. Yeah. Because I can also do a lot of my job from my phone. As can I. It's, There's it's, I know. The possibilities are endless. Yeah. I really I really could lie in bed and never get up until it's time to go back to sleep. Yeah. <laughs> and I've done it. And <laughs> And I've done it. And it was my best day. It was my favorite day. <laughs> I moved my, if you like check your steps on your watch, it would have yeah. said fucking zero. Like, <laughs> yeah, like, are you alive? <laughs> oh, that's amazing. Yeah, I, I've, I've done it. Same thing with me. I have everything I can do. And as a matter of fact, I have my, my stand-up routine sure. is on my phone. Yeah. And I can access it from every any, any device and I'll go and read it through. As, as practice, I'll read it through. And then I'll be like, I'll, th- I'll like think of a new joke to write. And then I'll start researching about like, Hey, can this really happen when you did whatever it's about, yeah, you know? And then yeah. all of a sudden I'm like in BuzzFeed. And then once you hit BuzzFeed, you're fucked. You're really in trouble. You can't For do me, anything. it's YouTube because there's only, I don't know, a billion videos to watch. And- I would say, yeah. I would say if you said that there was a billion minutes, yeah. you would be drastically wrong. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, uh, I just recently found out I have ADHD, which explains a lot of similar behavior I'm to sorry that. Sorry that you, so I was labeled with that. Before you were born, uh-huh. uh huh. If I'm going to 
put a timestamp on it, I would say 1988. Wow. I was like the first person. Congratulations. Thank you very much. So you're like the poster child. They did all their studies because of your behavior. Oh, sorry. I was thinking about something. What? <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, yes. It's all it's all based off of me. It's all based I, off of me. And, well, now, I, now there's different levels of it. Oh, yeah. yeah. And I've one of my huge things was just complete time blindness, which is thinking you're going to check something on the phone for five seconds and now it's like nine hours later and you're like, what the fuck happened? That is like, that is a, here's a classic ADD or ADHD person is can't focus on stuff that they're not interested in. Right. But if they're interested in something, they literally go into this abyss. The hyperfixation of it. Yeah. And there's a, it's, it's almost like I always have to one up myself on a special interest where I'm like, oh, this was cool. But now that I'm bored of it, I have to catch that high again and get it higher. And so when it comes to having to do work, I'm like, why would I do that when I could go learn the history of Legos? Are you kidding me? Like, <laughs> so I, I they made this actual city out of it. Yeah, hold on a second. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's uh, it's uh, a blessing and a curse. I know a sure. lot. I know a little about a lot because at, for five minutes at some point in my life, it was the most important topic of in the world. That is classic. Yeah, and I would say I, I fall exactly into that. Now you did a uh, talking about your your work. Yeah. You did a um, you did a tour. I did based on your your podcast. And how many cities did you do? It was uh, close to fifty. I think it was supposed to be fifty, and we ended up canceling two to weather or something like that. So why is it outside? Uh, we or the it, weather travel was, the travel. Weather. Oh, got it. Got, it got was it. during like a blizzard or something. We couldn't get to like Salt Lake City or something. Got it. Um, and so that was now. Two or three years ago now, that was 2019. And our. Oh, did you have another one planned? We had another one planned, and then COVID ruined us. Yeah. So now we're going two years without a tour. And then when's your next tour? It's it's going to be 2022. Let me tell you something. People are starving for live entertainment. I'm very excited. But the, the thing that we're currently trying to figure out how many cities we're going to do or how many shows at each because yeah. we still want to honor all the people who bought tickets to the original tour two years ago. Right. So we would like to give them that, but then the new people who might have been waiting two years for new tickets, yeah. there's there's it's all sold out still from the previous tour. So now we're like, do we double our tour or do we do two shows a night? or so? It, it's, how, how long is a show? Uh, 90 minutes. Okay. And, and is it different every night? The first tour was. The first okay. tour was different every night because we would report on uh, local cases. Okay. So that way people might have some sort of more investment yeah. in, in the A connection. Story, a sure. connection. And then we were like, fuck that. That was horrible because we just burnt through material. We did 50. We each cover a different story. Oh. So in 50 cities, that was 100 stories oh, of material. You didn't, you didn't record them? Oh. We, we would record them, but our audience doesn't really listen to live episodes. Every right. time we put one out, our numbers are lower on them. So Got it. It's like, well, so we, you mean like, sorry. Oh, yeah. So recorded live, but then posted. Right. There. So like if there was ever a pinch where we couldn't record that week, we would post one of the live episodes oh. that we did. And no one really seems Why to do you think that that was the case. I don't know. But I also I fall into that same category where the shows I listen to, if they post a live episode, I just maybe because it's just the intimacy of it, I guess they want. Yeah, I guess because I'm hearing other people get to watch them yeah. and I'm not seeing it. So, yeah. I don't have no idea. Actually. I think it. I mean, I'm making this up, but it could be just like this connection. If I'm listening to your your podcast, um, then I listen to to you guys talk, and I feel like I'm I'm there. Whereas if you are presenting to a, a crowd, I feel like 
it's not me and you guys. It's 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 right. It's me listening in. It feels like you're the third wheel all the time. Yeah, sudden. right. Exactly. Yeah. I don't know. I feel the same way. So I can't I can't fault them. But it does suck because that was a hundred stories that we either need to re-record right. or put out, and people are mad at us. So <laughs> and so and so another time you did something that was more. We were going to do uh, a oh. new format. Uh, we did a we did a few. I think we got up to like a dozen cities, and uh-huh. then that was when. We were supposed to go to Seattle that night and COVID, the Ugh. lockdown began. Yeah, that was... Um, but the format was going to be this scripted uh, one show we did in all the cities. But we had worked really hard on it. We were very proud of it. It's, to this day, one of the, I'd say, the top three hardest projects I've ever put oh, my yeah. all into. Oh, yeah. And uh, then COVID came. So I've been just sitting on it for a year and a half. And have you were you doing those things at like theaters and stuff? Yeah, we were, we were doing comedy clubs the first tour... And then we were still doing some comedy clubs with our second tour, but we were trying to hit up bigger venues. So, um, what our probably our we our biggest show I think was thirteen hundred people um, in Chicago. That's and then, awesome. Yeah, it where, was, where was, was it? Fun. The Vic. Yeah. Vic Theater. Yeah. And then um, my my favorite venue ever performing at was the House of Blues in Chicago. Really, and we haven't. We've been to the House of Blues in San Diego, which was a real was really nice. Right, I did that. No, I didn't do that. That was the only one I didn't do. But I did, you know, the um, uh, in Chicago, those weird buildings that look almost like a parking garage, yeah. spaceships. Yeah. So it's attached to, to that. Huh. That's where it is. And it's the, it's a, it, I think it's like four levels or something. Oh, it was wow. such a beautiful, beautiful venue. Our big, our big goal was to sell out the Wilbur in Boston because that was our, not our personal hometowns, but it was the the town where we met and became yeah. friends. So we're, and we had both been, when we lived in Boston at different times, we were like, oh, well, I've, I've seen a show here at the Wilbur. I've seen a show here at the Wilbur. And it was just kind of this thing of like, what if we performed at the Wilbur? And we yeah. sold it out. So it wasn't our biggest show, but it was up there. It was one of our bigger shows. That's awesome. That's yeah. great. And so so you're not ready to go out yet? We were planning on going out. Um, I think we were expecting around... Uh, Sometime after the summer, I think we were looking at going back out. Um, and people were, I don't remember what was going on, but I think our agent is still trying to figure out what the new protocol is with different venues. And yeah, it's, it's just been really tricky. No, it's, it's been tricky, you know, because like California opens up, I think, completely unrestricted across the board on June 15th. I, right. I get, and then. And then, and then, you know, we're kind of wusses when it comes to that. You expect <laughs> us to be the last ones. But Washington State is july 1st Mm -hmm. they're like they've been really strict them in oregon i don't know what oregon's deal is but but oregon like we we had three breweries we were performing at eugene bend and portland and they um it was like they had this this surge i guess you call it Mm -hmm. like a few weeks ago and they all canceled really which is weird because the event's not till october 20th wow that week you know and so they just cut it early they and they were just like and we're just like well don't cancel like it like if if we have to cancel an event due to covid okay let's cancel it a week before or two weeks before and that's like yeah that's not like cut ourselves or, you know ourselves off the knees we uh and also there are different venues are like oh well we're full capacity or we're only at half capacity right, or right. oh you can sit with your pod or we're only doing tables of six but if 
That means if there's a group of four, now there's like two empty spots at your table that either people can't take or you need to coordinate with strangers so mm-hmm. they can fill right. those spots. Right. It just got really complicated. And we yeah. were like, we yeah. want to make sure that if people have been waiting this long, they yeah. might as well get the full experience. So. Yeah. And, and, and you did, you need to plan those things. Mm-hmm. Like that, that takes six, you got to be start of six months ahead of time. Well, then on top of that, my co-host got pregnant. Oh. And so we were like. I did. I heard that. Yeah. She's. That's not. That's inconvenient and really disrespectful to the art. Horrible. It's yeah. like, I might as well just quit my job. Did, like, did you ask me? Yeah. Did on. you ask me how it would affect me? <laughs> she's, uh, no, she's, so she's due in October, which is actually perfect timing because it's like, well, we didn't want to travel during the holidays anyway. Mm-hmm. So when the baby shows, you've got like full maternity leave through the holidays and, and then we'll, we'll probably head out. Oh, good. Oh, that. great. So it worked out really well. Wow. Yeah. Rarely does that work out. Rarely does that, but I I gotta give it up to the universe or whoever was in charge of that. And then you're, yeah. And then you're, well, this is the same universe who like shut down your tour, by the way, too. Right. Okay. So (laughs) it was like a, one of those like, like yeah, you know, uh, shake your hand, but then like pull it away real quick. Yeah, exactly right. And then really, and then go in for a really nice handshake yeah. afterwards, or like a death grip handshake. Of uh, like I want you to know how I feel about. Yeah, you. yeah, yeah. I want you to know what you. Yeah, I'm in charge. Nice to meet you. Also, fuck you. Yeah, like, <laughs> fuck you, buddy. That's how. I mean, our whole thing was like. So I had done. I've done TV shows, I've, travel, drinking, and food shows. I've done five. Okay. Wow. And and they all they they've all been like. Great, and then all of a sudden, a new CEO or a new direction of the network or the network shuts down, and it's like I was just so tired of 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 having my fate be at the whim of someone else, right? Right? Like, like my entire life, my livelihood, and my direction, everything can be changed because someone comes in and they want to give their friend a job instead of, and then right. place me or whatever it is. So I was like, all right, I'm tired of, you know, like being at the whim of other people so i'm going to do a live tour and nobody but god can come in and stop that right and then god was like oh we'll Fuck watch you. watch exactly <laughs> hey hey check this out so like well, they and, say make a plan god laughs or something like yeah, that and that's exactly right <laughs> that's exactly right i actually did i wrote all this um and i was this was maybe this might be part of my opening and just of, of the show but i had been had been writing my material and I was ready to go out in May of last year. Yeah. Now I've rewritten everything and just I I, I think the show is much better for it. Um, but as is everything, right? Everything's better with a rewrite. Sure. And so I had um, uh, a corporate gig uh, for a holiday virtual Christmas party to do my stand up, and I was like, oh, this is great! I got to like do it in front of this, I guess live, you know, on my in front of my computer. And then they were like, okay, great. Can you do it? Yeah, that's great. And then I called and had a call with one of their, maybe their HR, whoever's in charge of like their events or whatever it was. And they're like, okay, so I'm like, anything you want to like stay away from or maybe anything you can give me to like, so I can maybe roast yeah. the boss a little bit or whatever. And she's like, well, you know, we're primarily a Mormon company. So maybe like, just don't do your, your drinking material. <laughs> I was like, oh, my act. Yeah, like I was like, just my, so you know, that's everything. Yeah, that's all I talk Should about. I say hi and then see you. Like, <laughs> yeah, hi. Thanks, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I, so I had to like write, um, and I told my wife, I'm like, oh, I have some like, I wrote some like, because it's a furniture company. I'm like, oh, I wrote some furniture jokes. Furniture jokes. I'm like, no, not like, what did the chair say <laughs> right. to the table? No, I wrote like a a, a thing, like you know, yeah. whatever. I went to the furniture store. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Had a Mormon who said I yeah. can't be funny. Yes, ex- exactly. <laughs> and they hit me with a chair. Yeah. <laughs> um, but like, but anyway, I wrote some stuff, and then I started writing like, like other non-drinking stuff it was a great exercise 
I thought, oh, wait, maybe some of this will end up in my other act. It didn't. Oh. Um, and I thought it, I was going a completely different no, direction. No, exactly. And, and, I, and I, I think there was maybe like 150 people watching. Mm-hmm. But um, I turned them off because it was so distracting seeing all these people. Like, and some would look away. and some Because yeah. like, normally the audience is dark. You know what I mean? Yeah, especially at a comedy club. Exactly right. (laughs) Some of it is dark, but from what you can see, they're looking right into your soul. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, but but if you're home and you have to go to the bathroom, you go to the bathroom, right? And like, oh, why did they just leave? Was it the joke or did they have to pee? So yeah, oh, it it always is a fun game while you're also in the middle of still talking and you're like you're not panicked. And and also you're talking and you're presenting something, but your brain is having an entirely different conversation about something else, just like self doubt and all this kind of stuff so when I was done it was like they clapped and I and it was like okay thank you and I turned it off and I was like oh my god I want to throw up like yeah. it was like the worst it was the worst experience and then the text started coming in oh my god that was amazing we were dying I'm like really oh yeah I'm like oh alright yeah because I got nothing it was yeah. literally like performing against a wall I've had that before too we I won't say where but we had a Seattle because they there was, it wasn't Seattle Seattle was like <laughs> See, actually, is actually one of our louder places. Yes. Maybe because half of my family is there, so they were, like, really off the charts. My best shows, uh, as far as audiences, are Seattle. My biggest show, which was, like, 1,200 people, was Seattle. We did, uh, I think, last year, I forget, it started with a P, it was either Portland or Phoenix. They, we, like, just sat there for, like, five minutes while they were being super loud it was awesome. It, I, Wait, I, super loud, like as you were like trying... cheering, like oh, like when we oh. got. I was like, I didn't, I haven't seen this ever. Oh. But then there's other shows like this did one you, place did, I won't mention. Did, did where you, did you cry? I didn't. Cry. I was more in shock. Ah. had I been more oh, present yes. in the experience, I would yes. probably cry. Yeah, but um, but there's one show in particular that I think of where it was just bone dry. I remember thinking the whole time I was like, did they all? Did we come to the? Did they the come wrong. to the wrong show? Yeah, like, yeah. I feel like, I, and I, I don't know. I was like, maybe that this was just like, was it four twenty or something? Yeah. And everyone yeah. was just stoned yeah. and like just internally laughing. But everyone seemed like they were having a good time when we left. Like they were applauding us when we left. Yeah. <laughs> okay, <laughs> but, it's over. So oh it's like, my god, it's so good. Yeah, so good. But I remember the whole time just being like, "What is going on?" And not that we think we're that funny or that you know entertaining, but usually we would hear more. Yeah. On, on average, we heard a lot louder than that. Um, th- there's a uh, uh, S- Steve Martin masterclass, um, and he it's a, it's about like comedy, and it's amazing. Yeah, I've heard about it. I haven't done it. Though. Oh, it's it's you. It's it's worth it's, it. It's, it's it's worth it, and it's enjoyable. It's not like a class. I mean, it, it's it's just like you. I'll watch it again for sure. But he says two things which resonated with me. One is if you can't be funny, be interesting. Uh-huh. Like that's great. If you're telling a story, just make sure you're engaging and cut out the fluff and whatever. He actually at one point has he does this whole thing where it's just him. Then he has people come in with like stand up, and he kind of sh- just tells them how to cut it down. It was just it was a great exercise. Oh wow! And the other thing he was talking about was like there was one guy. And this always happens, and it's happened to me, and I'm sure it's happened to you. You're up there, and you're performing. People are laughing, and there's one person who's not laughing. Mm-hmm. And you can't, you're not, you're not necessarily staring at them, but you're like, what is this about? Like, like what's what are your they, deal? What's, what's, what's your deal, man? And, and then, but you then start to kind of like, almost like play to what you think that, that they're going to like. Like, all of a this, sudden, you're just trying to run a show for them. Exactly, yeah. exactly. And so he did this, and I've had the same thing happen. And like, he did it, and like... It's like, all right, I guess I just never got that guy. And then 
the guy came up to him after the show and was like, dude, that was the funniest show I've ever seen. Why didn't like, you? Then why, you need to learn. Why did you laugh? He's like, because I was just so amazed. You're like, oh, okay, well. It's almost like I, I wish I could tell audiences sometimes that like we're both, we both need to read the room. Like yeah. I'm up here performing. Like please let me let me know that you're enjoying it. Or I, uh, but in that in that same storyline of like, oh, there's a guy not laughing. We get several of them every time, and it's because our demographic is uh, usually well, some ghosts. Ghosts, a lot of dead people, yeah. which is why it's so quiet. Yeah. And then also, uh, we get a lot of, uh, usually we're like a huge female-based demographic. And mm-hmm. so they bring their partners with them who don't listen to our show. Oh. <laughs> and so half the time, if I see someone not laughing, I'm yeah. like, okay, they just got dragged here. Yeah. And we can tell because during our meet and greets, there's, a, you know, someone who comes up. That's like, after or before? after okay after and uh someone will come up to us and be like oh my gosh you were so great and then the person they're with will stick their hand out and be like hi i got dragged here and it's like i we knew we you, know you I know have who to you tell are. me yeah, especially yeah. since they're acting like this and you're acting like this yeah, yeah 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 i can i can tell yeah but there are some times where we really get um especially because our our new format is also really really scary oh um which i'm we've kept it a secret somehow this entire time with the format as anyone who's gone has been perfectly respectful of saying hush hush so yeah. it's a surprise to everybody oh wow but it's it is very scary and we've had people who got dragged there just to say later like this was like such a good show so oh it's really great. it's really wonderful well when you're doing the same thing you can you can curtail you can like you know like have it evolve yeah whereas if you're doing different stories every night you don't have any way of like sort of evolving those also it was more improv and i'm terrible at improv so it was oh the other one was yeah because yeah. i was telling a story to my co-host she was telling me a story and neither of us knew the other's material uh-huh. so i had to write my notes entertaining enough that she would you know you know riff right. with me and i would have to riff with her but i never knew what she was about to say so i had to be on my toes and if it didn't work it didn't work mm-hmm. Because it was because it was new to you, and I, I certainly yeah. understand the reason you did it. But it was new to you, so maybe it was maybe for you is more exciting. But but then when you start like, because I was worried about my act. I'm doing the same act out there, and, and yeah. I was worried about it. But the more I get to know the act, the more fun I actually have with it. Yeah. So it's oh, not absolutely. I, like I was worried I was going to get bored. That's not going to happen. Absolutely, and and also it's because it's scripted. We were able to actually figure out like, hey, what's going to be funny here? Or, yeah. Hey, how how can we you know manipulate people's emotions here mm-hmm. so it's that's it's a def- scary that's a scary thing that we don't we're not going to talk about <laughs> it's very it's very useful to know that like we know our audience well enough that if we put this here they're going to react this way and i do feel bad because we do throw a lot of inside jokes into our show yeah. but for people who are regular hey, listeners fuck them and listen regularly people who get dragged there they're like i have no idea what's going on <laughs> yeah like, well it's 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 hilarious do you get um you get talkers you get people that, that feel like it's the show for them. and We're called and That's Why We Drink. So a lot of the <laughs> comedy shows we've gone to, especially where there was a, a, a two-drink minimum. Yeah. And people were doing a ten-drink minimum. Yeah, right. They, and also, they feel like they know us because they've listened to us every week for years. Yeah. They really want to give us their input. Yeah. And it's like... I appreciate that, but like we're it, it does, we're, we're yeah. over here, we're busy. <laughs> yeah, we're like you're not look around you, stand up and look around you. We, yeah, that that's definitely happened, and and that's you know, it's almost never comes from a place of of like malice. No, it's it, always they want to just be a 
Yeah. They want you to know. so excited. It's the exact opposite of the person who's not laughing. It's like no. they're they're definitely letting us know that they're invested in this, yeah. which is wonderful. Yeah. yeah. But it's, also, like, I Distra- we are on it's a, distracting. We're on a time limit here. Like, we don't get all night. They they're closing the curtains at a certain time, and we got to get through our notes. Yeah. So. I, I had a um, uh, one of my stand up tours was uh, music, so I yeah. had, had like ten drinking songs. Oh, and wow. when I finally ended up at the end of the tour, like I like I like to end all my tours in San Diego because when you're done, you're like, hey, I'm in San Diego. That's uh, so smart. Yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh, we've never we always start at we always start out here, yeah, and then we end like on the farthest end of the, <laughs> the country. Oh, you know what's funny? So I I start Florida, Texas, East Coast, and then towards the end, my trips are yeah. shorter because I end on the West Coast. That's so smart. And then of course there's there's uh, two stops in Hawaii. Of course, because, because then your trip to Hawaii is paid for. Um, <laughs> but I did, so I ended up in in uh, in um, uh, San Diego, and you know, we'd been on tour for maybe like a month or two, and it was the end. It was a short tour, and there was someone, this girl in the front row, girl woman, and who um, knew all the words. Wow! And. And it was Did so, you feel like a rock star? No, it was so distracting. Oh. Because I'm singing at the same time you're singing. My words are coming out of your, you know, like it's kind of like your <laughs> voice. I'm like, uh, it was kind of weird. I, I, had, I couldn't look at her. It's and and those, besides, I, her, her timing was off. Oh, well, yeah. there you have it. Yeah. It, that's so weird. I would, not, would never even think about being a musician and having to avoid looking at other people singing your songs. Yeah. I mean, usually, but the, but the beauty of the music tour was that when you're singing, people, you can talk as much as you want. You know, whereas yeah. whereas during jokes, you need to lead them on this journey. There's and a craft to it. There's a craft to it, and if you're if you're, if you're too long, you lose them and whatever. So anyway, I want to I want to have you you back if you will. Yeah, I would love to. Okay. And because I want to get more into some ghosts stuff. Sure. And maybe I'll convince my wife to be here. Yeah. Because I don't know what her sensibility of it is. I don't know if she really gets scared. Well, if you'd like, I can I can also bring some equipment and show it to you and, and see what that's all okay. about. Okay. All right. So, so we're doing this. Yeah. Okay. All right. The podcast is called And That's Why We Drink. You can find it where all fine podcasts are made available. Is, am I doing that right? Yeah. Sure. Whatever. Sure. Uh, and there's a new episode that comes out every, Sunday. every Sunday. Every Sunday. Except for a period of time in October. <laughs> and if you listen up until then, you'll know why. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Perfect. Thank you so much. Thank you so much.